when I left Macquarie to start working at the mortgage brokerage, I, I didn't know if I would enjoy it or if it was something I wanted to do, but I wanted to give it a go because it was something where I could help clients achieve their dreams. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're speaking with mortgage broker and owner of Aventus Financial, Alex Velinjeski. We'll be looking into how he's handled business in the current property market, how his family influenced him to get into finance and property as well as the entrepreneurial business that allowed him to save enough for his first investment. Having achieved numerous awards in the mortgage broker industry, Velinchewski's success has been achieved on helping property investors first. I've been in business for four years. I've been in lending for five. Uh, I started my business, Aventus Financial, in 2015. Uh, so, I've been in business for four years. I've uh, been growing uh, every year. Uh, recently, won broker of the year in, in New South Wales, which was a great achievement for us. So, pretty much the the clients that we take care of vary. So we've got property investors, first home buyers, uh, people looking at buying their second home, upgrading. Uh, so we take care of a wide clientele base uh, and don't necessarily have a niche. With a jam-packed schedule, most of Valencheski's day is dedicated to figuring out deals and dealing with new and regular clients. So our days are quite busy. Uh, I wake up quite early, so I'm an early starter. Uh, my day starts around 7.30. Come into the office, uh, we've got interviews. My interviews consist of about three to four a day. So that takes a lot of my day up. Uh, the other part of the day is structuring deals for, for the clients uh, that we see. With the lending climate becoming a bit more constrictive, that's taking more of our time at the moment. It's taking a much longer time to put a deal together. So as a result, uh, my days now consist of more so structuring deals, reverse engineering them to see what way they'll work best and um, seeing which lender they'll work in the, in the best way as well. With the added finance difficulties the current market has posed, he also discusses whether or not this has affected business overall. It depends. Because we've got access to, to so many banks, uh, we, we, we can always have a look at a way for it to, to, to work if it can work. The, the clients that have been mostly impacted, I find, are investors because of the way they've changed serviceability calculators. Uh, investors with multiple debts are now struggling to get further funding depending on their serviceability and, and their income. Uh, that's been a, that's been a major change that, that the lenders have have come down on in the market. Uh, People that are that, that are looking at buying the first, second, or, or third investment still seem to have capacity there, and we, we can get those to work a bit easier. Growing up in Sydney's West, Valencheski grew up as the youngest of three children. So I grew up in the inner west of Sydney. Uh, I've got two older sisters; they're twins. Uh, one's an accountant, one's um, a corporate lawyer. So I come from a from a family, <laughs> had high expectations of myself when I was a young kid. Despite these expectations, however, 
Velenjeski found a happy medium, progressing in a career he was passionate about that met his family's expectations. It's interesting. I've always had a passion for property and, and finance, so it seems like I ended up going going down that path. Coming to the later stages of high school, that's when I really knew what I wanted to do.、Uh, I was I was really good at economics. Numbers was my thing. I definitely didn't know I was going to get into lending. My first job out of university was working for Macquarie Bank,、uh, so I was in the corporate world、uh, when I got out of uni. And、um, yeah, lending、um, happened a bit later on. Growing up close to Sydney CBD, he reminisces on his childhood. So, so we grew up in a in a place called Bardwell Park, which is about fifteen、uh, kilometers、uh, from the Sydney CBD. I come from a Macedonian background, so pretty traditional backgrounds.、Um, having two older sisters was great, but sometimes challenging. Being the only boy in the family, especially、uh, a younger boy, <laughs> and,、uh, growing up with, with, with twin, twin sisters. But、um, ha- having sisters was, always gave me direction in life. They, they, they were good role models for me.、Uh, so yeah,、I、have pretty cool memories growing up. And where he went to school? I went to.、Uh, Bexley North Public School, which was a local, local primary school in the area, and then I went to Kingsgrove High School after that. After high school, I、uh, got into university, so I、uh, got into a commerce degree at the University of New South Wales, which was something that I always wanted to do.、I、studied finance、um, and economics there,、uh, which was great. It was a three, three-year course, which I did full time. Learned a lot、uh, at university.、Uh, More so, the theory around it. I, th- I think university is was a, was a great path in my life,、uh, but coming out of it, seeing the practical side was a completely different thing. I think. Busy not only with his studies, Velenchevsky spent his university life running an online business on the sidelines. It was quite interesting. I started started an online business selling cameras on eBay.、Um, online、uh, shopping was was a, was a very new thing back when I was at uni. So、uh, it was an interesting time. I saw an opportunity there,、uh, whereby I could sell cameras on eBay、uh, through a drop shipping type of、um, arrangement, whereby I had a supplier overseas uh, that uh, was sourcing those cameras, and I had a competitive advantage because、uh, the difference between what the client was paying in the stores and the price that I was offering the same product for、uh, was a substantial difference. So there was there was an opportunity there. That's great. So you're entrepreneur at a very young stage. What what happened with it? It sounded like a great business to to continue to run. Yeah,、uh, as the internet progressed and as as online marketing st- started to grow,、uh, more players came into the game, which means margin margins started to start shrinking.、Uh, the Harvey Normans of the world、um, also.、Uh, Established online stores, so they were were competing in that online space. So slowly, slowly,、uh, with those players entering the market and the Australian dollar coming down a bit,、uh, there was less margin going forward. And with my uni studies and where where I was going with my career, I kind of yeah、um, stopped stopped that、uh, business once I started my corporate career. With such valuable real-world experience, it was this entrepreneurial venture that later allowed Valencheski to change his life. I saw the opportunity. I remember at the time,、uh, my uh, my sisters、uh, didn't understand what I was doing. They, they more so, they were more so in the corporate world. They're saying, "Oh, you know, 
what's going on here. Uh, they didn't understand that type of uh, business um, arrangement, but uh, yeah, it worked really well. As in, there, there was there was quite a bit of money to be made at the time when when margins were high, and that essentially allowed me to save up a deposit for my first property. It was after university that Valencheski went straight into the workforce. I was fortunate enough to get a position at Macquarie straight away as soon as I graduated, which was excellent. Uh, it's every graduate's dream to start working uh, for a big corporation, a uh, market-leading uh, corporation like Macquarie as a graduate. Uh, so, yeah, I was at Macquarie for two and a half years, which was a great uh time in my life. I learned a lot, made, made a lot of contacts. Uh, it, it really, I think, shaped uh, my career going forward. Following his employment at Macquarie Bank, he decided to go down the mortgage broking path. I started working for a mortgage broker. So, I was, at that time, I was contemplating what I should do next in my career. I really enjoyed finance. I uh, loved helping people. I, I knew that much. So, thought mortgage broking combined those two qualities and I sought out an opportunity whereby I wanted someone to mentor me uh, not only in mortgage broking, not only to learn how to write loans but also how to build a business. So I started working for someone that built uh, a business from nothing to something uh, quite substantial and I was lucky enough for him to accept me at at that time and I learned a lot while I was there. I was there for a year and a half. So I wasn't there for too long before I started my business, but um, I learned a lot in that year and a half. It was an intense learning experience. Despite leaving after a short period of time, Valencheski was able to make important connections, his previous employer helping him start his mortgage broking business. It was more so when I, when I started my business, I kind of did it myself from there on. I had a lot of um, mentors at that, at that stage uh, meeting a lot of people in the in the industry, this in the mortgage broking industry, there's a lot of people that are very open to to help you along your journey, which is great. Everyone shares a lot of their stories, so there's a lot of support in the industry, which is great. But what exactly drew him to mortgage broker rather than any other career in the finance industry? When I left Macquarie to start uh, working at the mortgage bro- brokerage, I I didn't. I didn't know if I would enjoy it or if it was something that I wanted to do, but I wanted to give it a go because uh, it was it was something where I could help clients achieve their dreams of purchasing a home, buying an investment property, similar things to I have done in the past. Uh, so I wanted to be involved in that. And when I started working there, I soon realised that it was definitely something that I wanted to pursue in, in a career. Uh, it was great to see people purchase multiple investments, growing their growing their wealth and it was good to be a part um, of making that happen for them. So yeah, it, and I knew at that time it's definitely something that I wanted to do long term. Without the money, you can't really really get 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 to um, purchasing that purchasing that property. So finance is an extremely big component of uh, people's journey, whether it's purchasing their first home or an investment. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Alex Valencheski's journey and how he got started in property. So, I bought my first property when I was 19. It was actually a unit in Liverpool. Uh, that was all I could afford at the time, but it was at, at, at a good price and a, and a good yield. How he grew his portfolio. Since I started my business in 2015, 
that's when I really saw the equity that I had in my properties from Liverpool because from 2010 to 2015, obviously Sydney went through a pretty uh, substantial increase in prices. Uh, so there was a available equity for, for me to, to use there and I, used, I then used that equity to purchase some properties interstate. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharp and you're listening to Property Investory. Kickstarting his property investing journey at a young age, Velenchesky explains how he managed to buy his first property. So I bought my first property when I was 19. It was actually a unit in Liverpool. Uh, that was all I could afford at the time, but it was at, at, at a good price and a, and a good yield. So I bought a three-bedroom property for 340000 in Liverpool at that stage and it was renting for $400 a week from day one. So I was in a position where, yeah, it covered my interest, and that's what my dad used to always say: where you've got, where you've got um, your tenants essentially uh, paying your interest, and and that sometimes it pays your principal and interest, essentially getting a loan for free, and you're capitalising on capital growth uh, over the long term, and one day that property is going to be yours as well. So if you have multiple of those going on, uh, then that's a good way of creating wealth, and it made a lot of sense to me at the time. He adds that including this unit, he has kept every single property he has bought along his journey. I've always uh, used that philosophy of you make money uh, when you buy, not when you sell. So I haven't sold any of my properties uh, along the years. I hold every, every single one of them. But yeah, I do still keep that property. And is that the tenant that actually occupied the, ten- the property when I first bought it is still there, which is great. This so, is great. Yeah. <laughs> and how long yeah. ago was that, that, that you purchased that property? It was in 2010, so eight years now. So, where did this inspiration and desire to buy the first property come from? Yeah, my dad was always a property investor. Uh, so, he started buying properties in the western suburbs of Sydney quite early on. So, in the early, I would say in the early 2000s, uh, when property were really cheap in the, in the western suburbs of Sydney. So, we're talking about prices of 100 to 150,000. Gosh. Uh, yeah. So, he, he was a a great inspiration for me to, to to buy my first property. He always pushed me to, to buy my first property, especially when I started saving a bit of money uh, from, from that business. Yeah, he he also taught me what to look for in property, uh, which was great. Uh, uh, that, that helped me understand what type of property I should be buying. So definitely an inspiration there for, to buy my first house. Thinking back to the past, Valencheski gives us an overview of how he grew his portfolio over eight years. I purchased my first property in 2010. That was a unit in Liverpool and then I purchased another one the same year. Uh, I went in with my father uh, for, for that second second purchase. Uh, since 2010, I took a bit of a break because I started my corporate career at Macquarie uh, and, then I started, and then I started the business in 2015. And since I started my business in 2015, that's when I really saw the equity that I had in my properties from Liverpool because from 2010 to 2015, obviously Sydney went through a pretty uh, substantial increase in prices. Uh, so there was a available equity for, for me to, to use there. And I, used, I then used that equity to purchase some properties interstate because at that time, the yield just wasn't making sense for me as an investor if I was to buy in Sydney. So I've got two in Sydney. I've got uh, five uh, interstate, uh, which I started purchasing in 2015. With a substantial portfolio, 
He shares that while he hasn't had any particular terrible investing moments, he has had a few interesting problems to face along the way. I think I've been quite fortunate with my properties. I haven't had too many problems. Uh, I did have a potential challenge uh, quite recently, um, and I guess this this tends to happen here and there, where where, uh, one of my tenants had had stopped paying their rent, and there was a bit of damage that was caused to the property. But you can you can mitigate that risk by the insurance that you have. So luckily, I was insured by a good insurer, which which covered any loss of rent restored the property to its original state. So there was no financial loss um, on my end. Um, and the process was quite smooth when it, when it came to claim. But that's that, that's been a, a one-off experience for the last eight years and over seven properties, uh, which, which I think is, is, is quite reasonable. Contemplating on what exactly could have caused this problem, he shares his thoughts on the issue. I believe it was a life event. Um, I think that there must have been a breakdown in, in, a, in a relationship there. We, we see this in, in mortgage broking as well. When, when there tends to be a, a breakdown somewhere, a, a life event that, that happens in someone's life, things can go wrong. And as a result, missing payments on rent or missing payments on a mortgage sometimes occurs. And I think that's what happened in this case. I guess the lesson of the story was make sure you've got insurance, which you did, um, to, to cover any of the shortfall and potential loss in rent as well too. So has that uh, issue been resolved now or is that still ongoing? Yeah, completely resolved. Uh, I went to Queensland to, to see the property a, a few months ago. So the property was, was fully restored. Uh, we found a new tenant within a week, uh, the, 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 the market there, the vacancy rates quite low in, in the areas that we've purchased. So it was easy enough to find another tenant. And the insurer even covered the period um, that it took to, to find another tenant. So yeah, there was no financial loss, which, which was great, except for the small excess that you have to pay. With a hefty quote and quite a bit of damage to the property, Velenjeski shares light on what happened to his investment. The quotes came to about twenty five thousand, I think. Wow, that's pretty serious damage then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, what, yeah, what, what serious things do they do? I mean, honestly, that's quite a lot. lot of uh, there, was, there was a lot of holes in the wall. So when I inspected the property after it was restored, uh, that was when I when I met the the builder that was there that was that had fixed everything up, and and when I walked in there, it was exactly the same. Uh, looking house of when I saw it a couple of years ago. And I said, oh, this looks good. And he, and he asked me, did I see it before, as in before he started working? I said, no. He goes, lucky you didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that I, I believe there was a lot of holes in the walls. Um, uh, funny enough, there was a there was a missing antenna on, on, on the house. I don't know how that occurred. Uh, yeah, there was just some odd type of, damage that happened which which you can't really explain. <laughs> yeah, that's very odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I just kind of left it there and uh, and I was happy that it was all fixed up and uh yeah, off on our way. On the other hand, Valenjeski thinks back to the time when everything clicked for him. It was it was most most of the strategies that I had when I was investing the deci- the decision I made uh when I when I went to invest interstate, uh, I was looking for a, for a good yield with good possible long-term capital growth opportunities. Uh, so when I explored the, the Brisbane market and I saw the opportunities there in terms of yield and 
and the job nodes that were around and, and the infrastructure that's around. That was more so of a moment where I said, well, this is very similar to uh, the opportunities that my father saw in Western Sydney all those years ago, um, where the location's right, the infrastructure is right, or heading in the right direction, and there's, there's good job opportunities. Uh, but the prices seem to be quite low compared to the rent that was being achieved in those areas. Um, and when you looked at the at the surrounding uh, suburbs, uh, it kind of made sense in where, where to invest. He adds that closely analysing his properties has only cemented this aha moment even further. I've done valuations on the properties every year since since I've had them, and the the results were four to five percent growth over the last two to three years, which is which I think is pretty good. Um, yeah, and when you see the statistics in overall Brisbane, they tend to be quite low of two to three uh, percent. I think Brisbane has certain pockets, some that are doing better, some that are doing worse. Uh, I don't think it's 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 like Sydney where there's an overall type of trend. Um, and more, more so regarding the detached housing in certain areas that have done a bit better in certain pockets of, of Brizzy, I think. Jeski also shares what strategies he believes were eye-opening for him and gave him the success he's achieved now. The first property I bought in Brisbane was a mortgagee sale, so the bank was selling it. So there was an opportunity there because the bank had restored the house completely. The the property was, was fully restored, it had polished floorboards, uh, it was repainted, um, everything looked pr- pretty good inside. Uh, so when I had the opportunity of going to auction and realised I was, was the only bidder uh, and I bought the property for the price that I bought it for and the yield that it was achieving was a 7% gross yield, uh, that was more so a moment where I saw there could be opportunity here whereby you're buying a property for let's say 260,000 um, on 600 square meters of land and the land value itself is 200,000 so you're kind of saying the building on there is worth 60,000 so that's when you kind of see an opportunity of an upward opportunity in, in, in the future if that makes sense. He explains that having potential room for growth is an important part of what he considers prior to purchasing. We bought that property for two hundred and sixty thousand. From day one, we were renting it for three hundred and forty thousand. Then we did a valuation on it after a year, and it was worth three hundred. So that kind of gave me a bit more confidence to keep on looking in in, in certain pockets there, uh, and to buy certain types of properties whereby you could potentially get it below market value. Fantastic. How do you come across properties like the mortgage sale that you came across for the first one in Brisbane? Uh, we made good relationships with, with, with some of the agents there uh, and they kept us they, – they knew I was a mortgage broker so I obviously have my finances approved all the time. They knew I was a quality quality candidate. Uh, so I was essentially one of the first people that contacted when an opportunity like that came about. Um, and when it, when it did come about and if it was an opportunity that I liked, then I'd look at it a bit, bit more closely. But I did have a fair few contacts there at the, top, at the time, uh, especially in areas that I did a lot of research about that I had more, um, more of an interest in. 
Cementing the importance of networking, he also shares how many agents he needs to keep in contact with in order to have deals coming to him. I think that it's six agents that would call me on, 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 on a regular basis and that's with me going to Brisbane multiple times at that stage, uh, making those relationships. Uh, it, it took me, I went to Brisbane about four times before I purchased my first property. It was just a lot of research went into it, uh, make, making sure I had those relationships with agents whereby if an opportunity came about uh, that made financial sense, I was one of the first people they that, that they called and and um, yeah, that usually happened. And a lot of the properties that I did purchase were at the back of that. So, inspired by Alex Velenjeski's journey and his amazing aha moment, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode where we'll discuss his strategy. Uh, cash flow is important, but I always look at that capital growth side of things. My, my dad said that it's good that you that you, you get good rental yield, but majority of your money is made on the on the capital growth. So you got to always have that in mind. The personal habits which have been contributing to his success. Having a structured uh, day definitely has and being consistent. Consistency, I think, is, is a big thing in life. Being consistent in what you do um, is, is very important. So, uh, especially in, in, in business, what we do every day, we do it consistently well. And that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory.